0: Good evening, and last night we began the fourth perech of Shara here. And Chavis has told us that there are four gidrei chuva, which means there are four elements to doing a complete chuva. And they are, once again, Charota, that is, regret over the act that was done, over the Avera that was committed, the The second one was obviously he has to stop doing the thing he was doing wrong stop being involved in that sin that goes hand in hand with being able to do any tshuva the third was that he is mesvade he says vidoy and as we explained last night vidoy doesn't mean confession vidoy means a declaration that the person declares he is hereby going to admit in what was done wrong, but not in terms of confessing that he did wrong. He's hereby declaring that he is embarking on doing tshuva. So again, vidui is not confession on sins, but rather vidui is really a declaration on the act of tshuva. And that goes hand in hand with bakashot mechila with asking and seeking forgiveness. And we explained also that the the sincerity of the person feeling bad at what he did wrong is to ask the person for forgiveness. This is the Mashkirch brought from a Avudram who's one of the Brishan who has a explanation on tefillah. And the Avudram asked, We say every day in Arshman Asray, Slach Lonovinu kichotonu. We ask Hashem to pardon us, to forgive us. And the Abu Dram asks a, uh, a pretty blunt question and a puzzling thing. He says, I don't understand. Why do we have to ask Hashem to forgive us? I mean, of let's look at it either way. Either the person did shuva correctly, so then Hashem told us, if you do tshuva, so then you get a kapura, you get a forgiveness. And if the person didn't do tshuva, so just by asking for forgiveness, is he going to be forgiven? I mean, obviously you can't expect to be forgiven if you didn't do tshuva. Hashem says, if you do tshuva, then I have with my infinite kindness. I can remove the sin. I can erase it. But either we did the tshuva properly and the steps of tshuva that's required, and then we could expect that the, the, that tshuva had an effect on the sin and wiped it away. And if we didn't do it, so asking for it to be forgiven, to be forgotten, that's not the system. So the Abu Dram explains so beautifully that slach Lonu is part and parcel of our tshuva part of the process of tshuva is bakoshos Michil, is asking for forgiveness. Because when we ask Hashem to erase the sin, that shows our sincerity in terms of having regret over the sin, in terms of really wanting to be finished with it. That's what we say, slach lono. That's what we have to have in mind. We say, slach lono, I feel so terrible that I did this sin. Halavai, I would never have done it if I could turn the clock back and say, oh, should not have never fallen into that trap. I should never have done that. I would do that. So I shall see it in my heart that I really want it to be erased. And the proof is because I'm asking, I'm begging, please. And the truth is, all of our vidui, all of our declaration for doing tshuva is always associated with asking for forgiveness. Just like we have on Yom Kippur. On Yim Kippur, when we say Al-Chaychachot, t'an-l-v, we proceeded with Salach lo'nu, Mecha lo'nu, Kaper lo'nu. That's not just a, a sing-song as like a, a chorus in between the, the al which unfortunately many think that's what it is. You know, it's like, take a break with little niggin in between. That's not what it is. It precedes all of the al and it ends the al the, for the alchet to be real, for for when we bang on our chest, bang on our heart, and we say, "Oh, I I, really, I want to declare that I want to do tshuva on this chait and on this chait and on this chait," to show that it's real, we say now all of the that I've brought out all of these chatoim, all of these sins that I've expressed now and I've, I've admitted to that I want to do tshuva on them, I am. I'm so serious about it that I understand how harsh the punishment on it could be. And I understand the severity of what, of what I did wrong in terms of rebelling against Hashem in terms of bringing destruction to the world that I want it removed from existence. And the way I prove that I really want it removed from existence because I feel so bad is asking Hashem Salach l'onu mecha l'onu kaper l'onu To forgive us, forgive us on the aspect that was an affront to him, the Bogadnu. Mechalonu, wipe it out and therefore take away the destruction. And Kapralonu, that me personally, there shouldn't be any remnant left from the damage that I've done to my own Nefesh, to my own Neshama. That's that Tvila of Slachlonu. So that summarizes what we discussed. A lot last night. And now we move on. The first of the four steps of Tshuva. Vaha is charot? Charot, he says, it's an ois. It's a sign. It's a sign that proves al-gnus ma'aseyu be'enov. A person really feels bad about something, so that's a proof that he understands how bad the sin was. And if you remember back in Peregimel, we said... There's a few prerequisites before a person could really embark and engage on a real tshuva. A person has to know that he did a sin, and he has to know how bad doing a sin is. And if we don't really think that what we've done wrong, and the act that we've done is indeed something terrible, something of of, uh, of a tragic nature, then it's going to be very hard to do tshuva. And truth be told. As the Mashiach explained, a lot of us think, you know, I really want to be better now. And I want to change, turn over a new leaf, change for the better, and say, you know what? From now on, I'm going to stop speaking Russian Or, not for for the rest of my life, I don't know if I could take upon myself now, but for the next X amount of days, for the next X amount of weeks, I'm not going to speak Russian Or I'll watch before I open my mouth and say something, that's what I'm going to do. The, what really is going through our mind, in many cases, from I would say most people, what's going through our mind is, we're really good people. We're really mediocre, maybe even above average, but I want to be a real tzaddik. I want to be like like the Chofetz Chai, who was very careful, wrote a whole safe on on protecting and watching, guarding your, your mouth, what comes out of it. And I want to be a great tzaddik like that. So I'm going to accept upon myself, ah, I don't want to speak Nora anymore. That's the wrong mindset. There's the wrong mindset for two reasons. Because if that's what we think, that I'm going to be a big tzaddik and not speak Nora, that's not charotah. Charotah is, I have to understand that what, all the Lashon Hara that I've spoken until today made me a Russia. Made me, in the eyes of Hashem, someone who was doing terrible things. Someone who didn't listen to what Hashem said. Someone who was speaking and causing untold destruction to the world. So we have to understand and recognize it was something terrible. But by thinking that, you know, I'm going to be a real good person. I'm going to be better than most people. I'm going to be a Tzadik Nakh speak Lashon so, number one, that's not the right attitude. We have to understand what we've done until now was terribly wrong. The second failing in and fallacy in just thinking that we're going to be great tzaddikim by not speaking Lashnara is that when the going gets tough after two, three, four days of this and a person says, Oh, this story, I can't believe it. That guy, I wow, did you really hear what that guy did or what happened, what people are saying about this fellow, and you just want to tell it to other people, and you can't hold yourself back. So the Yetzirah comes to you and says, listen, it's okay, you know, you thought you would be a great tzaddik like the Chofetz Chaim, but you won't be. All right, listen, maybe next week you'll be a great tzaddik. This week you won't be. So if we think that in our accepting to try to better ourselves, And stop the sins that we're doing. If we think we're just going to be a great tzaddik, so the Yetzirah will come to us and say, all right, listen, see, you're not such a great tzaddik, but you're not a bad guy. You're okay. You're mediocre. You're above average. That's not the case. Any sin that a person does, he has to realize that he's not mediocre. He's way below average. In Hashem's book, he shouldn't be doing this. Now, of course, we have to understand there are, there are, uh, the, uh, there's the whole spectrum of a spectrum of sins, and there's really the spectrum of people. And now we know there is a concept called thekuda Saahhir, which Reb Destler speaks about in Miktao and explains, certainly a person has to know where his challenges are. There are certain things that are not even within the battlefield of a particular person that he's even going to work on such a thing. For example, you know, the Vilna Gain, at the end of the day, would do a calculation of his day and say, there was a minute and a half of my day that I wasted time from learning, that I wasn't thinking wholeheartedly and with a full concentration on on my learning. For him, that was considered something of a, of a sin. For a person like the Chazanish, he would say, oh, it was a moment during my Shemona Esrei that my mind wandered to something else. For us, if we have a moment that we can concentrate in, in any of the Broncos of Shemona Esrei, we're, we're good. So now we have to understand Hashem doesn't expect us in in the average person today to be able to be so perfect and he calculates, hmm, did I have any random thoughts during Shemona Esrei? No, So that, that that's not certainly the battlefield that we have to work on but where a person does have some sort of struggle. Will he say a little shnurra, Will he not? Will he go to this place where he shouldn't really? Will he look at this thing where he really shouldn't? Will he listen to this thing? All of these types of battles that we have. You know, will will he just mumble a bracha instead of saying it properly? Will he be, he's not sure about this food item, what bracha to make? Will he just forget about it and just make up any bracha? There where we have struggles, where we know we have some conscious conscience about it, that's where our battleground is. And over there, if a person says, Oh, I want to be better now. Okay, that's it. I'm going to be careful now about this particular thing. If he thinks he's just being a great tzaddik, that's not remorse. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. You can't have remorse if you didn't think you did something wrong. You could only have remorse when you know that you did something wrong. So, charotah, true remorse, is an ois, that's a sign, al g'nus ma'asei of then in the person's eyes, he really thinks he has done something wrong. K'v'yishun like it says, mi'yideh ya'yoshu v'nich v'nicham, who knows really how to do tshuva v'nicham and have regret. V'hishr akhar bracha. Oh, he's deserving of blessing. V'yamr b'mishish al Khatov, and it's said about a person who continues in his sins, Ain Ish Nicham al-Ra'asay. Yirmi Anavi bemoans the fact that this person really doesn't have regret al on his evil deeds. We have to understand that our that we are guilty of, meaning that they are within our orbit of being challenged by them, and we could stop ourselves and we could control ourselves. Again, not something that's beyond us to, to concentrate on the Hoshman asray. To, to to never let our thoughts wander about anything except uh, thinking about Hashem. That's beyond us. But with something within our battlefield, within our control, we have to have and know it was raw osay. It was something that was evil. And this is so crucial, says Heves Avot. Then we see that's the way it is with relationships with people. If it's not real remorse, it's not shuva. When a person goes to his friend and expresses his deep remorse, he says, I really feel bad what I did to you. I I, I shouldn't have done it. And I feel bad that I did that. Then he has when the the friend listens to this and hears that sincerity in the voice of his friend, that's the greatest reason. That'll be my chalem. You say, you know what? I see you sincere. I see you feel bad. If it was a mistake. I forgive you. And that's what Hashem is looking for too. But not, Hashem is not just looking for, you know what? I'm for now. going to be a big tzaddik. I'm, I'm going to try not to speak Lashonara. Hashem says, you don't even realize that you did something wrong in the past. First, come to me and say, Hashem, I've done terrible things. I've spoken Lashonara. In the days of old, like we're going to read in this week's Parsha, Tazriyam Matsaira, when a person spoke Lushanara, he was stricken with Tzarahs. Oh, then he really felt felt bad. Oh, then he knew he did something wrong. The Rishenim tell us, the Ramban des tell us in this week's Parsha, we're not great enough to be able to merit for Hashem to be so open with us, with His miraculous ways of giving Tzarahs to a person who spoke Lashenorah. That requires greatness on our part. so we don't have that, that these days. But because we don't have that, so we're also lacking the understanding and appreciation to how bad every aver is. So that's number one. That is karata, that we have to first understand that what we did was wrong. And if we ha- understand that, then we come to the first step of the tshuva, which is karata remorse, over what was done. Ha'agotanacht.